this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic, I also do is delight Mini muffins. Nice. I can't see because my background's blurred, but yeah. Yeah. Mine's mine is too. <laughs> if I hypothetically had cool food to show off. I mean, uh, muffins, they're fine. All of that's in the episode, by the way. Okay. In case there was any doubt. Because it's Saturday morning and it's a casual affair here today. Is it snowing there too? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked outside in a while. I just looked out the first thing. I was like, well, that's not great. What about my day? It seems to be slowing down. Not so bad. I'm done with this winter. Me too. Just done. Yep. All the, shit. all the snowplow contracts hit their mark. And then there's been like another 30 centimeters since. For some reason, the city of Gatineau has decided that the thing to do is to um, do the snow removal in residential areas, like the actual like snow bank removal, where they go through with like the really loud like trucks and like grinder things at like two to three a.m. on a weeknight. That is when they do the residential areas. It's been fantastic this winter. Yeah, it's been great here because everyone just kind of disregards the please don't park on the street ones so the plow will round the corner and kind of scope out the situation and go well i guess there's not much i can do because there's four people still parked here off i go perfect yeah it's the best thanks everybody for making sure it's impossible to navigate the streets around us and that's the weather update portion of this week's episode yeah still it's still winter march 4th still winter for (laughs) at least a couple more weeks based on what i'm seeing uh, but the forecast for today's topic is lots of bodies. This movie has a really impressive body count. It sure does. <laughs> we did Commando, which I think was 1985. I started yes. to pull up the page. It was. 1985's Commando, which largely works as almost a Arnold Schwarzenegger proof of concept. And I love stuff like that where you got a brand new action star and you you just basically like, you know, the early days of Steven Seagal before we realized what a piece of trash he was and his movies could still be somewhat enjoyed where you had to kind of build up the legacy where it's basically he's playing himself really, but you have to showcase like, you know, all the things this guy can do. That's what Commando largely feels like is, hey, we got this new bodybuilder action star. We need to find a lot of cool strongman things that he can do throughout this movie. Yeah. Like, Sam, how is this man introduced in this film? He's carrying a whole ass tree. A whole ass tree is how, well, I think first we just see like close up muscle. The arm, yeah. I was trying really hard when that happened. I'm like, what part of a person's anatomy is this? I couldn't riddle it out. And then they zoomed out. I'm like, oh, it's an arm. It's just, you're not used to seeing an arm like Arnold Schwarzenegger's arm. No. I should, I guess, confirm at this point he had, this isn't like his debut. He had done Terminator and the Conan movies, but I don't know. This to me just feels like 
I don't know, like them just going, let's set a bunch of stuff around just Arnold being in a movie. Like, what would we want to see that guy do? Carry a tree, go rip a phone booth out of the wall and throw it. Good. So good. Do it. Rip a, just casually rip a car passenger car seat out of a car so he can not even duck down that much (laughs) in the wide shots. In the wide shots, he still looks like he's pretty even height wise with the woman driving. I mean, the plot's going to be pretty quick to set up. Sam, set us up. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a former army special ops force type person. A commando. <laughs> yes, a commando, if you will. Um, his daughter is kidnapped by someone that he basically, in their opinion, wronged during his time in the army. And so... He has to try and get his daughter back before they realize that he's not, in fact, going to do the task that they set him to do, Yeah, which included an 11-hour flight that he which, jumped off of doing strongman shit. Which, how much do you want to see the alternate version of this movie where he just rides out the 11-hour flight next to the dude who's technically kidnapped him? Like, is it just awkward silence? Do they chat a little? I mean, if they still kill, if if he still kills the guy, then yeah, I'd say the silence is going to be pretty awkward. Oh, but in this version of the movie, he doesn't. He just rides out the flight and and handles things when he gets there to Valverde, I think is the name of the place that they're going. Like, what do you, do you think eventually he has to strike up a conversation because the silence is just getting to him? I feel like Arnold could be the strong silent type. I think that he could 11 hours of awkward silence. He could talk to the people across the row. I guess that's true. I feel like the guy he's with, though, wouldn't like that. No, the guy he's with seems like he would never shut the fuck up. Yeah. I feel like he would probably doze off in either way. Like, not because he died, but (laughs) just a normal doze. Yeah, just he would doze off. It's a very, it's a long flight. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, I'm just trying to think. I feel like 11 hours gets you pretty far considering they left from like from California and like they're going to some kind of like Central or like Southern America country. I I feel like 11 hours is a long time. We made it to Poland in like eight and a half. So yeah, like we I think when we went to Cabo, it was like an eight hour flight, but that's because you have to fly like down and west. Hmm. I yeah, feel you're like right. 11 hours is very long. I was trying to figure out where that would actually put Valverde. And... Maybe there's a layover that they're taking into account. No, it's a direct flight. Yeah, they say it a couple times. There's a direct yeah, flight. They do. Huh. You're right. This movie is trash. I feel like 11 hours, like you're no longer in like that nice, like Southern climate anymore. Maybe it's an incompetent pilot. Maybe. Just they, flying in circles. Rather than replace them, they're just like add a couple hours to the estimate, and we're really short staffed. All right, guys, it's one of these islands, so I'm gonna dip down, take a look, and if it's the wrong one, dip back up, and just keep checking. If we get it right the first time, though, this is a nine-hour flight. Classic Greg, pilot Greg. I mean, there's nothing really much more to talk about with the story. <laughs> like that's no, really that's it. basically the plot. Someone's killing his former team. We very quickly find out it's a member of his former team that was kicked out. They kidnap Alyssa Milano and tell him, "Go, 
the 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 dad from clueless tells him to go kill the president of the country that he used to be the president of but arnold's team kind of helped remove from his position because he was not a good president in that i feel like your president shouldn't be murdering people and now he's like go kill that guy he'll trust he trusts you so he won't see it coming and if you don't we're gonna kill Alyssa milano and Arnold uh, is not okay with that. And we are off and running with a terrific sequence. Sam, what does he say to the, to the stewardess after he breaks the man's neck on the plane? I, I don't remember. He breaks oh, he's the guy's... he's dead tired. Yeah. He's dead tired. Yes, there's so many like great one-liners. I had to think on it for a moment, but yeah. Please don't, don't wake disturb my friend. My fr- yeah, don't wake my friend. He's dead tired. Because he's dead, Sam. He's looking real grotty by the end of that flight, by the way. Well, yeah, it's an I mean, 11-hour flight because but... Greg doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, the, uh, the one-liners in this movie are... I, I'm actually trying to think of a movie that has more consistent, just that perfect balance of grown but also awesome the only other one i can think of is another arnold movie the running man Hmm. but i can't i can't think of anything else like there's movies with have like one or two that are like oh that's a good one-liner but this he's just ripping them out constantly it's just delivery too like i mean he's just it's it's just perfect yeah and it's also one-liners that that satisfy what I like from a one-liner, which is it's just a joke for that character. Like it's almost, it's almost better if the one-liner is delivered to no one, but the dead body. But I love it that it's like, she's never like when the dead tired woman is going to get that in a few hours. (laughs) So at least she has that going for her. And she's going to think that was so funny when, when that clicks. Like they found a body on this. Like that guy. Oh, okay, that was pretty good. And they're gonna be like, "What's Katie smiling about?" There's a corpse here. <laughs> Why is she so happy? Well, it was. Uh, you had to. You just had to be there. But it it was good. Uh, the other one, the uh, that I was gonna reference. So eventually, he meets up with oh, what's her name in the movie? Did they? I feel like they don't oh, say no. it much. Hang on. Cindy. Cindy. Is it Cindy? Apparently so. That feels made up. I don't remember them ever actually saying the character's name, so. They must have at some point, but yeah, IMDb says Cindy. Okay, well, let's roll with it. Uh, He eventually meets Cindy at a mall because he's trying to track down the the, basically the guy who was there at the airport who gets him on the flight and watches the plane to make sure it takes off. So he gets off the plane by doing, like you said, just commando shit where, man, that whole sequence is so good where he breaks the guy's neck, dead tired, burrows around the back of the plane, finds uh, an escape hatch. I still don't understand the layout of this plane. Uh after the plane has already taken off, leaps into what is really shallow water, actually, because when he stands up, it's like up to his 
up to his thighs at best. And then sets his alarm on his on his watch for 11 hours and we are off and running. So he has to go follow the guy who was there at the airport. He's like, well, this guy's going to go meet up with another guy. It doesn't matter too much. And the Sully is the name of the guy. We know that because of another classic one liner starts harassing this uh, this woman, Cindy. And he. I was going to say. Yeah, he kidnaps her, basically. (laughs) Still kidnapping. Oh, which, by the way, when we're talking about character names, do you remember Schwarzenegger's name? Matrix. John Matrix, which is just the most action-ass action movie name ever. And I love it. Um, What was I saying? Yeah, he, like, you know, gets in her car. is like, follow that guy, because she happened to be there because he was stalking her in the parking lot. And that's the scene where we know, like, ooh, we want this guy dead. Yep. All of this, I'm just building up to the (laughs) one-liner. So he tells Sully earlier in the movie, like, you're a funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. And then finally, like, car chase gets Sully, hangs him over a cliff with one arm by his ankles, which apparently uh, on the day of filming, they said he should just do like that Arnold should just pick this guy up. And I was like, absolutely not. So they ended up using a harness. Uh, and then he says to him, what does he say, Sam? He says, remember when I said I'd kill you last? And Sully says, yeah, I do. I do. You did say that. And he says, I lied and lets him go. And it's fantastic. I lied. And then when he gets back to the car, Cindy asks him like, oh, what happened to Sully? And what does he say, Sam? I let him go. Because he dropped him off a cliff. But Cindy's sure going to be did. like, Oh, he just let him go. She's never going to probably even know. Again, that one liner was just for him. So he could drive off going like, that was good. That was a good one. The only the other big one is delivered. Like his daughter sees it, I guess, where we're just skipping ahead all over the movie, but it doesn't really matter. The one liners are important where he's fighting uh, Bennett. Who's the former team guy who betrayed him. And like you said, it's a good fight. Yeah, it's a really fun fight scene. And I think it's helped that there's no score. Like it's just, there's no music. Just it's fighting. Just, just fighting and lots of good back and forth where each person is getting the upper hand. And at the end, Arnold ends up taking a broken steam pipe or piece of steam pipe and throwing it into Bennett's chest, which somehow then still emits steam. I think Despite... he punctured the pipe behind him. Oh, okay. He was standing against more pipes, yeah. And then what does he say, Sam? That awesome steam, Bennett. And his daughter is there, and she's like, <laughs> like twelve. This is great. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She's very, very sad. Like then he escorts her out. I don't know if he. She's kind of like huddled against him, but I assume she at least saw a glimpse of the forty or fifty dead people that. She seems real unfazed by all of this. She must have seen some shit. And she's yeah. also, there's the one line where, what is the clueless dad? He says something to her about like, doesn't that sound fun? And she says, not as fun as watching my dad smash your face in. So she's into it. Yeah. She was, she probably thought the steam pipe thing was pretty rad. She's going to have a hell of a story at school if anyone ever is just like, well, my dad did it. It's like, my dad threw a goddamn steam pipe through a dude, then said some cold shit, 
and then carried me across an island full of dead people that he killed to rescue me. What's this again about your dad being good at baseball? What else? What else did we talk about? Can we talk about Bennett's ugly vest? Of course we what can. What is that? Chain mail. It's not chain mail. It's just it's like crochet. It's like cheap acrylic that should have melted when he touched that like the, the electrocution panel, which I don't know why they just have live electrical shit. Like just because you hang a sign on it doesn't mean it's up to code to just leave it open. We don't know how islands work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Maybe Arias has a different code building code on his island than we do. That's I true. did I did read that apparently uh Wings Hauer was supposed to play that role and was like fired on day one so they got that guy. But the clothes he was given were supposed to be for Wings Hauser, which is why it doesn't look like the clothes necessarily fit him very well. Mm. Apparently that's why they were meant for a different actor and they didn't have time to do anything. So it's just you wear this now. That makes sense. It is a choice. Yeah. But it's something you remember. Yeah. That's true. Like, it definitely stuck out. There's a few touches he brings to that character that make him a little bit more than your, you know, standard, I'm going to kill this kid bad guy. W- one is definitely the weird, not quite chain mail, but seems like it's supposed to be, but would offer and does offer no assistance no, we, in the we, final fight. We see at it all. at the end. Like that is clearly it, it's yarn. Yeah, it does no strategic adv- uh, advantage at all. Uh, there's the line. Like he just becomes more and more crazed during the his final eyes fight. Are like, his eyes just get crazier and crazier as it goes on. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Like the line right before he gets the steam bite, which is like, I'm not going to shoot you between the eyes, John. I'm going to shoot you between the balls. That's a great line. It's like, why? Is it, it seems like he just has this like, he just wants the satisfaction of killing John Matrix. Like it's just, it's making him crazy. Like he just has to do it. And he wants to be superior to him when he does it, right? Like he can't just kill him. Like he wants to beat him. Yeah. There's the great bit where he just keeps trying, like he's almost trying to cast a spell where he's like, you're getting old, John. You're getting old. <laughs> that bit's great. The mustache. That's a choice that's great. He's a weird One- little dude, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, just enough because you don't expect the villain in Commando to be anything much more than we just need a villain. So kudos to I feel bad that I forget his name. I should still have it in front of me here. Kudos to Vernon Wells for bringing a little bit of that extra magic to make Bennett more than just dude who gets steam piped in the chest. And he's still out there getting it done. Not in anything I've really heard of, but he's still acting. So that's good for him. Looks like he appeared in one of those asylum movies that tries to capitalize on popular movies. Perfect. So there you go. Um, One thing I actually do appreciate about this movie is that technically, technically, Sam, John Matrix would have failed in his mission to save his daughter. Oh, because she escapes from the room that she's locked up in seconds before Bennett comes in to kill her. Yes. And John Matrix does not show up at that place for another few minutes because he's too busy chopping off people's arms. Yes. 
So if she had not escaped that room, that's a very sad ending to Commando. That's true. But she's resourceful. She's clearly his daughter. Yeah, it, it's yes, exactly. Which I always appreciate in this kind of stuff. We're going to see some of that in some of the Willis movies that we haven't gotten to yet. Where like, obviously, you know, I mean, you, you see the sensitive side. One of the first shots of this movie is the two of them feeding a deer and laughing. I think that might that, be what's happening over the title, actually. Yeah, the opening montage of like father-daughter bonding is weird. It's Hey, look, all I'm saying is feeding a deer as the father of two. Feeding a deer and getting ice cream and smacking it on each other's faces. That's just Saturday. It's very wholesome. It's how you know, like, oh, there's that bond. So yeah. that's why he has to murder 70 people. <laughs> and the whole, like, dad, you said you wouldn't go away again. He's like, I'm not gonna. But then, you know. Kind of has no choice. Kind of has no choice. But he doesn't go back on his words because he's a good dad. He feeds the deers. He gives the ice cream. And he doesn't go back on his word. And fourth point, he will, in fact, throw a lot of grenades at a lot of people if yes. you're in trouble. You know, Which is good to know. It's good to know that your dad is willing to throw grenades and like commit like several, several, several murders. So she's what in this movie, like 12, probably. I, th- I don't know if they ever I actually say, but I, no, let's I don't ass- think they say let's assume 12. When she gets into her more rebellious teen years, do you think he can hold this over her head for literally ever? Yes. Like, no matter what, she's like, I can't believe you won't get me a new car. And be like, do you not remember that other thing I did for you? And she just has to back down. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you gotta. Is there any point where he has to stop using it or is that good for the rest of time? I think for the rest of time. How bad of a dad can you be? Sparingly, though. So, how, like, how much can your fatherhood quality decrease and still be able to, to leverage that? Like at what point would you go on? Am I the asshole and post like, I wouldn't let my daughter go to prom, but I feel it's fair because seven years ago I killed 70 people when she got kidnapped. Am I the asshole? Is he the asshole? Maybe a little bit. I guess it depends on his reason. Like a, like a soft, you're the asshole, you know? Do you think he actually would would over course correct and be more paranoid about letting her do anything? Yes. So yes. that's probably more the situation is you're not going to prom because what if the dad from Clueless kidnaps you so that I have to fly to a fictional country and murder somebody? I mean, he's dead, so it probably wouldn't be him. But yeah, well, I assume he had friends. Yeah, probably or people who had the same goals. I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't try to make a Commando 2. Maybe they did. I couldn't find anything about it. You know what I did find out, though? What did you find out? You remember that part where he chops the soldier's arm off? Yes. So apparently, originally, he was supposed to use that arm and beat another soldier to death with it. I'm very sad that that didn't happen. That's what he himself said on Reddit. And I don't know if this part is true, but apparently he then would have said, need a hand. (laughs) <laughs> and then beat that to death with a severed arm. And whoever made that cut, I hope was fired from Hollywood forever. Yes. Whoever looked at that and went, I don't think that we need that in our movie. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. Like, I feel we get four or five classic one-liners, but boy. We could have used another one. 
like I, I I think this movie when you look at you know well I mean I'm sure a lot of people are like oh it's got to be I'll be back which he does say in this movie yes um like you could make a top five from Commando easily because there's the what I let him go yep uh let off some steam Bennett he's dead tired I feel like I'm missing one there's definitely another one hang on i've got quotes i mean there's one good one where he's fighting bill duke in the motel room and then bill duke gets a gun on him and is like fuck you asshole but then the gun's gonna go no bullets so then arnold goes fuck you asshole which isn't his best work because he just kind of you know said the same thing but yeah i feel like there were other ones i can't i can't think of them off the top of my head now I'm just going to the quotes on IMDb. Yeah, that's where I am too, but like I don't, I don't know, can you count that's why I'm going to kill you last and I lied as two separate one-liners probably not. No, I think you got to count that as one. Uh yeah, there's I let him go. Oh, okay, there is this one. Uh you scared motherfucker? Well, you should be because this green beret is going to kick your big ass. And John says, "I eat green berets for breakfast and right now I'm very hungry." <laughs> that one was good. That's a pretty good one. Uh, there's fuck you, asshole. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. This one's pretty good. Don't break radio silence until they see me. How will I know? Because all fucking hell is going to break loose. Oh, there's one at the end when he's leaving and his like former colonel or whatever shows up and it's like, did you leave anything for us? Just, Just bodies. bodies. And that's when the guitars kick in. Oh, and apparently originally there was a love scene between him and Cindy and they cut it and I'm glad they did. Yeah, I mean, I hope that they, you know, have a, a happy friendship or relationship or whatever that they have at the end of this because she has done some shit for that man. Oh, yeah. They don't like, deal with the fact that she shot a rocket launcher at a at police, <laughs> like armored police van to get him free. There's going like, I assume probably the colonel. Yeah, his he'll colonel can it, come in I and mean... go like, no, we're going to we're not going to speak of this. But there are some repercussions they have to deal with back up mainland. Yeah, like, and she gets on board real quick. Like, they've just met. She does not know this man. At first, she thinks that he's crazy. And then, I guess, you know, he sees, she sees Sully and she knows, like, oh shit, okay, there is actually something going on here. And at that point, she gets on board real quick, kicks a security guard down the stairs and is like, wait for me, Arnie, I'm coming with you. Like, well, that one just seems like pure instinct. Cause yeah, so they get to the, they follow Sully to the mall and he tells her, like, my daughter's been kidnapped you have to go over to that guy and pretend to be interested and distract him. And she rationally and kudos to the character is like, fuck that immediately goes to security. So then Arnold has to, well, first Sully's in a phone booth and he has to rip the phone booth out of the ground and throw it because that's the best thing to do. Like yes. it's one of those things where I'm sure people watching it would be like, why would he do that? Cause it's, cause it's awesome. It's cool. Like, why would you rather why have else? him like, punch through the the phone booth and grab him when he could just throw the whole thing yep definitely the better option so then yeah she realizes oh something's up and i think when one of the security guards is going to shoot arnold i think she just kind of reflexively is like wait no and accidentally shoves him down the stairs but then you're right from that point on she's pretty much like all right well let's get this done 
the rocket launcher moment's a pretty damn good moment though yeah where she he he gets arrested because they break into like a army surplus store and steal a bunch of weapons and he gets arrested and then he's being driven away in the van and so she pulls up next to it and the two guys are just like oh look at that who do 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 and then she like what's she doing i think she's got something for you she pulls out a goddamn rocket launcher and it's a very good moment i did like too when arnold asks her like how she learned how to use that she says she read the instructions Which, not yeah. that thoroughly though because the first shot she sends the wrong way so yeah i'm glad that she gets a little something to do and i'm also glad that yeah exactly she's not there like it's cutting the love scene would have been is absolutely the right yeah. choice like one yeah. he literally has a timer on his watch ticking down to when his daughter gets yeah killed. he doesn't have time to go to bone town yeah none like they already he already doesn't make it imagine if he didn't make it because he's like oh i just we just got like 20 minutes we're already he's in a motel time, yeah. The other couple doing it in the other room, putting that idea in my head. Maybe just ignore dead Bill Duke impaled on a piece of wood. <laughs> Speaking of being impaled on a piece of wood, though. And then we get our scene. But yeah, that I did, was the right I call. Did, I did really like that motel scene, though. And she's just like cowering and talking about, you know, too much testosterone. They eat too much red meat and like barely all improvised. They just like filmed her separately and said, go and then cut it in. I really liked her character. I thought she was a lot of fun. I thought that like the the chemistry between her and Arnold, like not in a romantic way, but just like in terms of how they bounced off of each other was really good. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like it too. And I like that there's a little bit of it, but there's not too much of the like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Uh, like there's obviously some because Jesus yeah. Christ, look at the situation. But that isn't like her whole character. Like, oh, I don't like this. Like she's no, she gets part involved. of the action she's like a very necessary part like she's the one who can fly him to the island because she's training to be a pilot so yeah i like that she gets something to do beyond just like you know i need someone to talk to in the scenes yeah Yeah, exactly and i like that Alyssa milano gets more to do like she doesn't just spend the whole movie like i want my dad like she's badass talks shit to them gets out on her own Although I appreciate that she spends hours getting out and then Bennett just crashes through the exact same wall. Yeah, I did like that. Um, I had another thought about one of, oh, the mall scene. We have to comment on good old stunt work where obviously not Arnold, but another brave individual swings across the mall on a balloon and lands on top of an elevator. And because it's 1985, you see it and you go, the only way they could have shot that is that somebody did that. So yeah, good, that old, good. good old classic big ass Tom Cruise style stunts. I call There's a lot Tom- of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise stunts tracks. And another thing to note is this movie's 89 minutes long and it doesn't waste a goddamn seconds. I think five people die in the first four minutes yep that sounds right because yeah it's like just <laughs> clip after clip of his team being killed so it's just like dude bringing out the garbage gets shot boat blows up uh what's the third there's one in the middle oh he likes the the price of the car and he drives the car through the guy oh, yeah. the showroom which is also a pretty good one-liner when he's listening yeah. to features of the car and bill duke's like you know what i like the best the price and then drives it through the showroom window <laughs> So even the bad guys get some good one-liners in there. That did seem like a really inefficient way to assassinate someone, though. Like, there was a good chance that that guy was just going to 
get out of the way. And then yeah. what are you doing? Like, and just be like, you stole the car. I guess you just back up. I guess. Keep going. Yeah, it's it's a good sign when even a character like the Bill Duke side villain who's only in a couple of scenes, like is a memorable enough character. Like, yeah, they they have just like the cast, the general cast is very small. Like, yeah, Schwarzenegger's not much of a character, really. Like John Matrix is not a fully defined, but like whatever. Singular goal, get daughter. We get enough backstory to know, you know, he was away a lot. We don't know what happened to the mom, but he's back now. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's fine. It's enough to be like, okay, yeah. I get it. I get what this I relationship is. Yeah. It's, it's enough to get invested. And I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say, really. I don't think that I do, but uh, do you think I really and, enjoyed it. Do you think he and Sydney get together as a couple or do you think they're friends or do you think after this, they're just like, well, bye. I think that they get together. Do you think it works? Maybe. I mean, she seems very open to his what he's got going on. Have they? Yeah, that's true. Have they ever done like a sequel to something like this or like a horror movie where the couple gets together at the end of a very traumatic experience and then we get the sequel that kind of highlights what was that like for them after? Is there any example of that? I feel like there must be, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. No. Is Jennifer Love Hewitt still with Freddie Prince Jr. and I still know what you did last summer? I think she is because doesn't he spend the whole movie like trying to get to the island where she is? I have no idea. I haven't seen those movies in so long. No, I, yeah, I haven't seen the sequel in forever. So I'm wondering if there was some one off like, you know, oh, it was just a lot to deal with after that dude in the raincoat hooked a bunch of people. I'm sure, there have to be some, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't think any of the Scream movies really addressed it. No, like, like obviously she's not with Billy in Scream Two. I would so. say not. No. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know if you can think of one. Email us at like this podcast at gmail.com. Is there an example of a movie couple who would like kiss at the end of the movie after an experience like this, and then there's an actual sequel that addresses like, are they still together, or did the shared experience bring them together for a bit, and then they just went, "Ew, you like opera? Fuck." Or it's just too much trauma to deal with, right? Like they're like a constant reminder of what you went to. Yeah. Like they have known each other, we know, for less than 11 hours. Yes. So that there's a chance that, yeah, she's going to be like, oh, I'm allergic to deer. And he'll go, well, that's no good. That's a deal breaker. Yep. Can't. I don't like ice cream and I don't like deer. It's like, then we can't, we can't make this last, I'm afraid. Uh Yeah. I guess I didn't establish at the top what our histories with Commando were. You've never right. seen it. No. And I've seen it a ton of times <laughs> and would consider it one of my favorite action movies of all time. But you, a few weeks ago offline, had I forget what 80s action movie you had watched. And you were like, oh my gosh, was it, or was it Total Recall that birthed this? I don't remember. I know we talked about there was Face Off and Bloodsport, and I don't remember how we got on the topic. It was something about me saying, yeah, you saying like, oh, I need to increase like my 80s action movie viewings. And then I said, oh, have you ever seen Commando? And you said no. So I was like, well, (laughs) we have to do it because I would view this as one of the ultimate 80s action movies. It's got one piece of music that just plays (laughs) constantly. Those steel drums get used to those bang, 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 steel drums because they're going to play a whole lot. 
the sa- and like the saxophone. I think it's that good, piece. Though. Oh, it's super good. But I think that's the only piece of music outside of the softer opening credits montage music and then the the guitars during the end credits. But I think the rest is just that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure it is just yeah. that. Like, the but what more do you need when you've got that? Exactly. Like, if you released this soundtrack on vinyl, it would be a seven inch, and it would just be A side, the steel drums, B side, the steel more drums, steel drums, more. <laughs> and I would buy it immediately. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like you enjoyed your time with it. I did. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy easy recommendation like it's silly and commando knows what it is like it's not going to score a lot of points for originality it just executes on what it is extraordinarily well like you're not going to wait more than maybe five six minutes before a fight or a shootout all of the exposition is happening like during a car chase or as they're tailing someone like it's it's always moving forward there's not a you know a scene where they sit down and it's like so what happened to Jenny's mother? It's like there's no goddamn time. The <laughs> clock is literally ticking. And then he goes to an island in his in his tidy green undies and <laughs> it has maybe one of the best uh, arm arming up sequences where he's just loading himself up with grenades and rocket launchers and guns and yeah, it's good. Commando. Something you're currently enjoying? I don't... Okay. I finished reading Any Man by Amber Tamblyn. Oh, is that who wrote it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Joan of Arcadia herself. Yeah. I had no idea. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Chick. Oh, you did say that. I did say I that, did... and you didn't... Yeah, you didn't You didn't process. It was fine. Well, I took it as the... <laughs> it was the same author who wrote The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, yeah. Pants, I thought that, that was a book. But that had just, like, really skewed in a different direction. <laughs> she, 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 uh, yeah, she veered. But, yeah, it's an excellent book. It's a super hard read. Like, it, you know, deals with some pretty fucked up subject matter. But it was really, really well done. So I feel like you have had a streak of books with very disturbing subject matter. Yeah, I've been picking up weird stuff and then I had one book that I read that I'm like, I need something fluffy. And when I was looking at what I read in February, I forgot that that book existed. So so too fluffy? Yeah, I guess so. It was really bad. It wasn't good. I mean, uh, like it could have been fluffy and still good, but it was just not, not good either. But Any yeah. Man was excellent. My reading has been garbage in february i don't think i think i only finished one book my for the first time in a couple years my goodreads reading challenge is like you're kind of behind uh but thankfully i started several books in february so that should make it pretty easy um i'm like 60 pages from the end of tell me i'm worthless which is not a long book it's just again my reading has sucked but it's it's very good um most of my reading time has been eaten away because the this Nintendo Switch, which is, you know, if the TV's being used, I'll either read a book or, you know, pay attention to my children. But if they're watching the TV and I'm like, well, I have a half an hour lately instead of reading a book, like, sorry, authors and stuff, but I've been playing a lot of Switch because the Switch brought the heat in February by releasing a ton of Game Boy games. And then being like, here's that Final Fantasy rhythm game. And I'm like, well, this is a lot. And they go, well, guess what? Get fucked. Here's Metroid Prime Remastered. I'm like, God damn, I loved Metroid Prime back when it came out. I guess I should play that. 
So I have some time then before they're, guess what? It's been 48 hours. Here's the new Kirby. And it's like, God damn it. What chance do I have? So I'm we're basically rotating all of those. Um, it's nice because Metroid Prime is super, super stressful. But then Kirby is just the, you know, obviously the chillest experience fluffy, yeah. that you could ever have. So like, hey, you have 35 lives because dying is not ever really a threat. It's, it's, a, it's a nice balance. So I guess what I am currently enjoying is the Switch, which just celebrated its sixth anniversary yesterday. Huh. So it's pretty cool that it's six years in and I'm just coming out of like one of the most insane months I've had for playing that thing. So well done, Nintendo. You made a quality product. Finally. The first one. Uh, that's Commando. March has no theme, which is kind of nice. Coming off of three themed months in a row. And March was almost a theme a couple of times, but it's like, I just want to watch stuff that I want to watch. So kicking it off with Commando, it sounds like next is Wait Until Dark, uh, which is actually technically a Patreon request. So I'm glad we're finally getting around to that one. And uh, uh, Laurel Hightower will be joining us again this month because she has a new release that we're going to be discussing called, I believe, Every Woman Knows. I believe is the name of it. Sorry, Laurel. I'll have it definitely correct when we speak. I thought I had it close by because I'm also having a brain fart on the full title. I think it's Every Woman Knows This. Every Woman Knows This, I think. Yes, Every Woman Knows This. Okay, which is uh, out out now. Out now. So she's going to be joining to talk more in depth about that, as well as the movie What Women Want, which now that I'm actually reading her book, basically we just called each other's bluff and didn't back down so now we're doing what women want but i i do kind of see thematically where it fits i'm according to my kindle 30 percent through that book and it is not surprisingly very very good so definitely grab yourself a copy of that in stores now or online stores canada's probably not cool enough to have it inside our physical stores but i bet the u.s is little ghost does there you go. Head on over to what's the littleghost.com? Yeah, I think so. Littleghost.com. Grab yourself a copy of that book. Read it before the episode. So when we're talking about it, you're like, I'm I know what's up and I know what they're talking about. Littleghostbooks.com. Littleghostbooks.com. Go grab yourself some quality reads. And because you know, beach season's not that far away. And what the hell else is there to do at the beach besides read a book? What are you gonna go in the fucking sand? Why would you ever want to do that? <laughs> so go get get some reads ready so that when you go to the beach, you're like, this is the most boring thing on earth. What am I? Oh, that's right. I got my dope little ghost book reads. So there you go. Make the beach less lame. Uh, what else? Goodwill is hunting. Last Boy Scout episode just went up yesterday. We still have to record the other ones, but we'll, you know, we'll get to that soon and flipping through franchises season five has a subject but we haven't started yet so it's still gonna be a while before that goes and i'm I'm not even gonna announce the subject yet just in case um so that's that look forward to a themed month in may as ak and i continue to break you down on that one she what was the one she just pitched margon freeman i think (laughs) Uh it's like 
if March of the Penguins didn't go, it's going to take a lot to get to convince me. Well, especially now because we recorded a March episode. Yeah. So it's going to be tricky. There were no Penguins in this movie. Just Arnold Schmarchenegger. I will say that her Ewan May Gregor was a much better suggestion than mine. Yeah. Oh, so, not even, not even so close. That. Hands down. It's just then you list the movies that we could watch. It's like, I don't want to do so good. that. I don't want to do that. They're so good. Also, He's got think, some good stuff. I think episode 250 also falls into that month. So it'd be pretty. If it's just like spotting. Episode 250, we're going to do fucking train spotting. Which has never seen. It was good. No, it wasn't. I liked it a lot, actually. Stay is what the theater employees were telling people as they tried to walk out of that movie because of how boring it was. I really liked it. I remember. Mike and I were talking about it this morning. I remember it being very boring. I watched it a lot as a teenager, but I really liked Ryan Ryan Gosling and Ewan McGregor. Exactly. So to you, that was just pornography. (laughs) To the rest of us, it was just... I haven't this seen is just it a since boring mid two thousands thriller. I lump it in together with stuff like Wicker Gossip. Park. Wicker Park is a much better example. Gossip was early two thousands. Yes, a hundred percent. I lump it which in with things also, like Wicker which Park. I also really enjoyed because it Matthew was Lillard so and John and boring. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Josh Hartnett has a new movie out. It's the new guy Richie, but it didn't open in Canada, and I'm s- actually a little pissed about that. I hope he continues to do stuff. I like him. Me too. I'm glad he's back. Uh, but in the meantime, Sam's going to take us out with a classic quote from Commando that somehow we haven't already oh my God. highlighted. <laughs> okay, well now that's going to be fair. tough because now I'm going to have to scroll. Seventy percent of this episode was just quoting that that movie. Uh, let's see. I have one in my that I'm staring at, and I'm curious if you're going to fall on the same one. I don't need the gun, John. I can beat you. I don't need no gun, and I'll kill you now. Okay, that was good too. All right, I, like I delivered that really good. You did, and that's why <laughs> I'm not gonna. No notes. Ten out of ten. Good night, everybody. Bye. So for all those things nostalgic, I also do a 